From the newsrooms of the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age, this is Please Explain. I'm Julia Karkatzel, filling in for Samantha Selinger-Morris. It's Monday, January 15. The federal government is reviewing the supermarket code of conduct over concerns about the gap between food prices charged by big supermarkets and those paid to farmers. While a separate Senate inquiry will examine alleged price gouging by Coles and Woolworths in coming months. Supermarkets have denied accusations of profiteering and say they're experiencing economy-wide inflationary pressures. Today, business columnist Elizabeth Knight on what an inquiry may be able to tell us. Elizabeth, Australia's two largest supermarket brands, Woolworths and Coles, have been accused of price gouging and profiteering over the past couple of years. Can you tell me what we've been seeing and hearing from consumers, farmers and politicians? Well, that's a fair question because three different things. We've actually been hearing a lot from from politicians particularly and some, from some particular suppliers, particularly fresh food suppliers, and by that I mean cattle producers and some fruit and vegetable suppliers. And basically prices have gone up uh, across the board and I don't think they're there would be an exception to that in a general sense. We are in a highly inflationary environment and one has to expect that prices have gone up. There's a a suggestion, certainly from Canberra, certainly from the political groups, that that the supermarkets have been price gouging. They've been charging way too much for goods that they're giving or selling to consumers and that there's a big push for those supermarkets to bring those prices back down into line. Australia's two supermarket giants will face scrutiny as Senate inquiry investigates their market power and pricing decisions. We've had Jim Chalmers coming out that he and saying that uh, he's been talking to the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission about perhaps what they could do to address this with with the big supermarkets. Supermarkets have now been put on notice with the Treasurer Jim Chalmers threatening to act if grocery prices don't start coming down and quick. We've had David Littleproud, who of course is looking at his constituents as the farmers, and he's saying that the government's failed to act, so he's just sort of egging on the government. No, these supermarkets are some of the worst corporates in, in Australia from my perspective, and I've seen what they've done. To... And in the last couple of days, we've had the Prime Minister come out as well, saying, we'll, we'll do pretty much what it takes. We're looking at absolutely everything. Uh, we're dead serious. Uh, we find it completely unacceptable that when uh, supermarkets are getting uh, goods uh, cheaper, uh, the prices should go down. When that doesn't happen, uh, then there's something wrong in the system and that's an abuse of market power and that's why... And even to the point where they're not saying it explicitly but they're certainly opening the door for the potential of even some price caps, which is fairly extraordinary. Yeah, we've heard a lot from farmers and suppliers complaining about the low prices they receive for their produce and how it's not reflected in the prices we see in the supermarket. Can you explain that? Yeah, I think actually, oddly enough, that's possibly what's inspired the government to act. It's nothing like 
a group of farmers particularly who feel aggrieved that the price they're getting at the farm gate and the price that the supermarkets are charging, there's a huge disparity there. And it's a legitimate complaint. The price of beef in the past year has fallen dramatically and it's taking a long time for the supermarkets to catch up with that, uh, bringing that price back down. And you can understand why the farmers are sort of perplexed about this and, of course, they will blame and understandably, they'll blame the supermarkets. It's all about bargaining power when you're, you know, two two parties to a to a deal, supplying a big supermarket and producing something for that supermarket. Now, typically, your suppliers of fresh foods, being that they'll be local and they'll be less concentrated, they'll be still large farms and large producers, but just Australian farmers. Whereas the people, many of the companies that would supply the canned or dry food segments that the supermarkets hold would be big multinationals that would have quite a lot of power relative to Woolworths. Whereas if you look at a, at a farmer, they'd be in a, an inferior power position relative to the, the two large supermarkets. So what have the supermarkets said in defence? They're sort of keeping their heads pretty low. They've both agreed to come before a Senate inquiry, the two chief executives of Coles and Woolworths, but in direct response, we've seen, well, we've seen a couple of things. They will remind us that like the consumers, they are also subject to inflationary pressures. So consumers sort of perhaps don't see what's going on behind the scenes, but the prices that they need to pay for energy, for labour in particular, which has grown quite significantly, the logistics, transport, all these costs have gone up and these get fed through also into the cost of the prices on the shelf. And now, and, and their suppliers as well have experienced their own cost pressures. Those suppliers then try and push for Woolworths or Coles to pay them more and it goes on, it cascades. So they would sort of like to remind, I'm sure, and it's sort of been their eternal defence, that they have their own price pressures and they're a business. To the extent they can, they pass those through to the price of the final product. We'll be right back. Elizabeth, you've written that there's limited transparency on whether these claims coming from various politicians of excessive profit extraction are actually based on fact. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Well, we've seen a lot of politicians, you know, and sound bites on this last week. We've seen nothing, no evidence-based uh, claims. Just, you know, we happen to know that this is what's happening. These are big companies. Like last year, for example, a combined revenue of these two companies was $105 billion. They earn a lot of gross and net profit. But that's due to their size, necessarily. Their margins on that profit are not particularly large. Supermarket margins aren't particularly large. And the margin should have expanded if they were selling the goods on the shelf for a lot more than they were buying them for. Now, that hasn't happened either. What I tended to to think would be a more appropriate way of finding out whether this profiteering was going on 
was to really go back and have a look over a period of years whether this year was aberrant in terms of the big supermarkets over-earning, earning more on, on a margin basis, so the margin that they make in profit over their sales. And what I found is that neither of them were actually booming this year it wasn't a massive year for Woolworths either, which is if they were profit gouging or profiteering, that's what you'd expect to see in their numbers. And you'd expect to see their share prices reflect that. And we haven't seen either. So I think that when we finally get the profit chiefs and other, and other experts before a Senate inquiry, we'll be able to, to dig down into more of that detail and perhaps get a better understanding, a bit more transparency, in fact, on where the costs are and how they price things. Okay, so if we don't have any sort of concrete evidence, why are politicians so passionately pointing fingers at supermarkets? Would you say it's helping them choose a scapegoat for the cost of living crisis and kind of say, look, we're doing something about this? That's exactly what's going on. Um, it plays into the community's distrust of big business. That, that would be the first thing. And there is a general distrust of big business. And then it plays into the cost of living crisis. So we know that most people out there are very conscious now of where they're spending every dollar and and a certain cohort of people are really struggling. So having politicians, you know, sort of setting them up as champions of consumer advocates, it's good business for them. So, and, and we've seen, you know, both, both sides, in fact, nationals as well. So all three running this up the flagpole last week. And obviously we've got a Senate inquiry soon to come up. We've got another inquiry into, or a fresh look at the food and grocery code. Uh, two ways to sort of, from, you know, two sides to actually have a look at, at what's actually going on in the supermarket business. Whether they come up with anything meaningful, we don't know. I mean, it's fertile ground also, uh, the supermarkets, because they are so big. They do so dominate. The two supermarkets do so dominate the sector. And we have have two smaller ones, Ali in particular. It's been here for just over 20 years it's got 10% of the market, but that hasn't moved. So it's sort of sat there at 10%. The other two uh, dominate. And so people are naturally going to be suspicious of any industry in which there's just not a lot of competition. So again, it's fertile ground for people to suggest that they're being ripped off because the big guys have no competition. Mm. And we will see chief executives of Coles and Woolworths give evidence in public hearings for that inquiry in coming months. What's included in the inquiry's scope? What are we hoping to see here? I don't think we've been given too much evidence of whatever that, that scope of that inquiry. It seemed to be predicated on, on the suggestion that, well, two things, that the suppliers are not being paid what they should be paid. And the second one is that the prices are, are not being passed on quickly or significantly enough to consumers. So I think perhaps what we'll get is, is a bit more transparency on 
how that process actually works. Mm. And is there a limit to what this inquiry can actually achieve in the end or what the Australian Competition Consumer Commission can do in this area? Yeah, you can't force someone to come in and become a competitor to Coles and Woolworths, for example. The, the, the Australian market is sufficiently small that it's already got four major supermarket groups, the Metcash group, Aldi and Coles and Woolies. If, if these guys were seriously over-earning, the way competition works is that somebody else would come in and say, oh, they're earning so much money, I can come in and earn a bit of money in there, in there too. That's not happening. So, and there's no government inquiry that can actually force a new entrant from overseas or anywhere else to come into the Australian market. That can't happen. There was some suggestion that, you know, it may end up being even as sort of far-reaching as putting price caps on some goods. I would argue that that can't happen either, and I don't even think the government would even try. But there's been hints that, you know, in a situation where everything's on the table, that that's one thing on the table. I don't think that'll happen. So I'm just not quite sure how exactly the government what avenues there are for the government to take. The Food and Grocery Code, which was legitimately set up um, quite some years ago, was in response to the two big supermarkets treating their suppliers very, very badly. And that relationship has certainly improved. And it was legitimate that that be put in place. Beyond that, it you know, short of, of doing something draconian, I'm just not quite sure where the government can go with this. Mm. And Elizabeth, in the meantime, what do you advise consumers do? Do they shop at smaller stores like Aldi? Well, consumers can alter the way they shop. There's no doubt about that. You can do it more cheaply. Firstly, and the and the companies themselves would say this is a legitimate thing to do, would be to go house brands. That's House brands always sell at a discount. So your baked beans, it's a Woolies baked beans will be, will be cheaper than the, than the branded baked beans. You would, you know, basically shop around. So do part, some part of your shopping. If you can do all of it, that's fine at Aldi and you will get a discount at Aldi on the whole basket of goods relative to Coles and Woolworths. And just in terms of, you know, well, we all know that in terms of things like fruit and vegetables, you buy what's in season because that's always cheaper. And and last week, Coles announced a big campaign to cut meat prices, a few other things, but also meat prices. So you're going to be able to get cheaper meat for a certain period of time in the near future at Coles. So, I mean, you've got to shop around. That's That, that is the only way to do it, but I think everybody knows that. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Elizabeth. It's a pleasure. Today's episode of Please Explain was produced by me, Julia Karkatzel. Our executive producer is Ruby Schwartz. Please Explain is a production of The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald. If you enjoy the show and want more of our journalism, subscribe to our newspapers today. It's the best way to support what we do. Search the age or smh.com.au forward slash subscribe. I'm Julia Karkatzel. This is Please Explain. Thanks for listening.